Welcome to the Rent to Rent Success Podcast, the only podcast entirely dedicated to helping you achieve rent to rent success. We talk about the ethical way to get you started in property without buying it. This is our place to inspire each other to believe bigger, to be bolder, and to be game changers for good. Property investors and sisters Stephanie and Nikki Taylor are your guides on this exciting ride. Let's start up the engines and get ready to fly. Hello, hello, hello. It is Stephanie here. Welcome aboard. Come inside, everybody. Come in. It's episode 52 of the Rent to Rent Success podcast. And today we're talking about our businesses in 2020. It's part four. It's the part four in this series. And I'm talking about, at the moment, the properties that we're buying. So we're normally talking rent to rent here, but today we're talking about ourselves. So I I hope you're going to enjoy this. It's some of the learnings and lessons and highlights from last year with, with, with the properties that we've bought. So if you're listening to this episode as it goes live and you've been on the fence about joining Rent to Rent Kickstarter program, now is your time. On the 21st of January, 2021, at midnight, our special offer will end and the price will go up significantly. Right now, you can join for a heavily discounted, never to be repeated, crazy good value price to get your 2021 off to a flying start. So if you, if you want to join us to get your first deal now and get started in property, then go to renttorentsuccess.com slash last chance. That's renttorentsuccess.com slash last chance. And the link's in the show notes. So let's dive into today. I'm explaining what's happened in our businesses. And I want to acknowledge something first. This might be this might be the first episode you've ever listened to. So I do understand that to some people, the businesses or the investments that we talk about are going to be incredibly small. And to other people, they're going to see incredibly big and unattainable. And that's okay. I know it's all relative. And I'm just talking here about what's happened for us. But the reason I continue to talk about it, some people think it's better not to talk about if you're making money or building wealth, not to talk about it. Uh, So I know that it does get some people's backs up. But why I love to talk about it is just to show that even in my incredibly short journey, that's approaching five years, that so much more is possible than, than I ever knew. And I wish that I had known about property investment decades ago and not just knew about it, but completely understood that it was available to me. It wasn't just for other people with lots of money or with the right contacts or who didn't have so much self-doubt. And that's what makes me passionate about sharing not only you know how to learn rent to rent, but just sharing what's possible to go from someone who was such a procrastinator to someone who is a consistent action taker, someone who other people say, but it's okay for you, you're confident. I was so, I was so shy and shame-filled for so many years. And it's the same person, but it's just having a different thoughts in my mind. And that's, that's why, I do, why I keep doing this, even though it sometimes does feel a bit uncomfortable to put ourselves out in, in public. 
And the hour is me, and I do all of this with my sister, business partner, and other half, Nikki, Nikki Taylor. And uh, you can find out more about Nikki. She's at renttoventsuccess.com slash 30. If you want to know about Nikki and get to know her. And just before I dive into this particular episode, I want to just explain that, that we have got three parts to the business. And this is the, this today's episode is about the third part. So the first part of our business is our rent-to-rent HMO management business, and that's called HMO Heaven. Then we've got the second part, which is our rent-to-rent training company called Rent-to-Rent Success. And then we've got our third part, which is our portfolio of owned properties, which are owned in a number of different limited companies. So I talked to you about HMO Heaven and Rent-to-Rent Success in episodes 48 and episode 49. Then I talked about our four-unit exchange with delay completion conversion, a bit of a mouthful, that was in episode 50. Last time, in episode 51, I talked about our 12-unit part commercial property. And here today, I'm talking about another of our owned properties, which is a commercial to residential conversion. So let's get into this one. It's 11GR. That's what we call it. And we completed on this property in October 2017. So just want to pause for a second because we started in property. We got our first property agreed in June of 2016. And that was the rent to rent. So we're just renting somebody else's property, doing it up, renting out. And we did that in June 2016. So within 18 months, we somehow had the confidence and shutpa to buy our own property and not just not just, not a residential property either, a commercial. So it all happens so quickly. And I'm sure it will be this if if that's what you want, it can be the same for you. So it was a cash purchase because we naively thought that we could buy in cash to get this good price for a quick sale for the seller and easily refinance afterwards. But little did we know at that time. After we bought it, it took us over a year to refinance because this is obvious to those of you who are experienced, but we don't have commercial property experience. This was the first commercial property that we bought. And lenders, like I was saying in last episode, are conservative. They like to see ownership experience in the same asset class, which totally makes sense. But luckily for us, our rent-to-rent experience did help us as we'd done some pretty impressive refurbishments and we were able to supply photos and testimonials from happy landlords. And although, strictly speaking, lenders say that property management experience doesn't count, only property ownership experience counts, in practice, we found that it does and that your rent-to-rent experience will benefit you when you're going to lenders looking for finance to manage properties because they've seen that you can manage properties before, especially when the properties are bigger properties. But you do need a good broker to present your case and to tell your story in the best possible light for the lender. So the broker, your broker needs to understand how your lender thinks, what your lender is looking for, what your lender regards as risk factors and how you can mitigate them in what you present. So you're still telling the truth, but they will be able to know what lenders are looking for and present the information that lenders are looking for that makes you much more likely 
to be accepted. I was surprised at the story part of it, but it is a part of it. The lenders like the story because trust is a part of it. And lenders are making a judgment about whether you'll be a good steward of their money, whether you'll pay it back. And your experience and your skills and who you are comes into it as much as the numbers. And we were, we were so excited to buy this property. And, um, when, you know, after, after a year <laughs> to get to refinance it as well, it was good. But it was, it was 18 months, as I say, since we'd started full time in rent to rent. And it felt like a really good milestone. So the purchase price for this one was £148,000, which was a good price for it's uh, 181 square meters in good condition. And as a cherry on top, it had a tenant under contract until 11 months after our purchase, and they were paying £10,000 a year. On completion, a, a lump sum came over to us. So one of the perks of commercial is that often the, the rents are paid a year or much more, much longer than that in some cases, but they're paid a year in advance, often. Sometimes it can be monthly, but this case is a year in advance. And I have heard of cases where it's more than a year in advance. They pay for the full term of the contract. So that's great. So you complete a new cash flow straight away. And we, we later put the rent up when we renegotiated the next lease, because that tenant did stay on with us for a while. We put the rent up as well significantly. It was really under what it should have been. So this is a three-story commercial building. It's got a D1 planning classification, and it had previously been residential. By that, I mean it was previously a big house on a big corner plot, semi-detached. It was in a street of residential houses with cafes and restaurants in walking distance. And the main Newport train station is just across the road. I mean, minutes walk. And the real bonus was three off-street parking spaces. And because it had previously been residential and it's in a row of houses, we were confident that we'd be successful in securing planning permission to convert to residential. The only question would be what type of residential would we get permission to convert to? So because of the price of the property, which was cheaper than the similar residential properties nearby, we were confident that we could buy it and no matter what, make it work, uh, no matter what the exit. So we, we, we didn't just buy it uh, pending planning, we just bought it. So the property, as I say, is, is 181 square meters. It's over three floors. And our original thought was, because we are in the mind of HMOs, we love HMOs, was an eight-bed HMOs, and we know that eight-beds work really, really well. Our architect, though, came up with a plan for four self-contained one-bed flats. And we wouldn't have seen four flats on those plans because, you know, it was three stories. It kind of makes common sense to us that one flat per story. But what the architect was saw was that we could have four flats if one of the flats was a duplex flat, i.e. it's over two floors. And that works beautifully. And now it just seems so obvious. It's good to have good people in your corner, in property and in life. So don't be afraid to pay for that advice. And always remember to use your own brain before taking it. That's much as much a note to myself, because there have been times where I've just listened to professionals and even though I'm thinking, oh, that doesn't sound right, that, that sounds a bit off, 
but I've just taken, okay, they're professional, they know. No. From a few mistakes in the past, what I now know is, is your business, delegate the advice, but not the decision making. So ask other people for their advice, but then always make your own decisions, stand behind your own decisions. Don't just say, so-and-so is an expert, I'm just going to go with them. Make sure that you verify it and second guess it and double guess it double guess it, that you check it and you're happy to go with it and that you stand totally behind it because any decisions that you make, you've got to stand beside behind yourself and not just say, oh, I blame so-and-so. No, you've got to stand behind yourself. And um, there's been a few where we've had legal advice which didn't turn out to be, I don't know what I could say, good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Hey there. Are you on Instagram? Let's connect. I'm at Stephanie T Property and I'll put the link in the show notes. Rent to rent success.com slash Insta is the shortcut. Screenshot this episode and post an Insta story on it. Let's keep this conversation going. I'd love to get to know you. Speak soon. Anyway, this worked on two levels. They're having the, uh, as four flats. It worked on two levels. And one is that Newport City Council is resistant to new HMOs. And of course, yes, it is still possible to have applications for new HMOs approved on appeal. It all takes time. And we knew that an application for self-contained units would stand much more likelihood of being approved on the first time around. Secondly, from a business perspective, the numbers worked on those four units. And thirdly, it gave us multiple exits because we can exit as people on long-term tenancies. We could exit on a service accommodation. We can exit on splitting titles. When I say exit, I mean just how we're going to run the properties long-term. We're not going to sell those properties. We're very much about holding properties. Although some of our landlords, or one in particular, really wants to work with us on a flip. So that is something that we will that we would consider, especially because we now know how to make it work with commercial to resi, which I know is going to be a bonanza uh, coming up for us in 2021 and beyond, just because of what's happened. And we've all learned about working from home and lots of businesses are going to be reassessing. But I'm going off at a tangent here, aren't I? The commercial tenants that were originally in situ, we had a good relationship with right from the start. And they extended their contract with us after we took ownership, which suited us, actually, because we were going to seek planning, which, as you know, can take a while. And we secured that planning. We didn't start the planning process straight away. We took a while to get the plans drawn up and all the rest of it. And we got the planning in May 2019. And we talked with the tenant about their plans in order to agree a mutually agreeable date to end the contract. And as it happens for them, coronavirus has meant that much of the work that they used to do in person from that office is now from a different office and obviously on Zoom. So it suited them to be to move on sooner and it suits our plan too. So now our plan is to they've agreed that they're going to end that we're going to end in March of this year. So March 2021, commercial tenants will move on and we're going to start the refurbishment and uh, take that property into four gorgeous flats. And we will have all that, you know, follow me on uh, Instagram, Stephanie at Stephanie T property, or go to rent to rent success.com slash Insta and just follow me and I'll be doing videos there. 
And, you know, I'm on all, I'm on all the socials, you know, I'll, I'll have you on um, Facebook in the Rent to Rent Success Secrets Facebook group and also uh, LinkedIn. We've got our own Rent to Rent Success LinkedIn page now as well. So follow along as we do that work from March onwards. And what I want to talk to you about is what, what are we doing? We've had a, a quantity surveyor do the forecast of what it's going to cost to, to convert those flats. So the works will involve converting the building from the the offices that are now existing to four self-contained flats. And that will include splitting the utilities, obviously with the utility suppliers, installing soundproofing and fire suppression, sprinkler system and all of that. Upgrade the plumbing and the electrics, install new combi boilers, splitting and will split the supplies installing new stud walls and external works, strip out of existing kitchenettes and toilets and replace with new kitchens and showers, redecoration and laminate flooring throughout. So essentially everything required to have a finished product to go to market with, that is what we're doing. We estimate that this work, well, the the QS estimated also, that that it will cost £150,000. That's allowing us a substantial contingency in there because you know things don't go to plan and um, we've got I've got the numbers in the show notes and you'll be able to get those at renttorentsuccess.com slash 52 for episode 52 if you do want to have a look at this it's purchase price 148,000 no stamp duty and fees and so on 729 We've got the conversion works, 150 grand, and we've got substantial contingency in there. So we really are thinking that we will get inside that, but I'll report back next year and let you know what happened there. So that's all together. We've gone up to 298,000. The annual income on each flat is 26,400 based on 550 per flat. Now, some of our one-bedroom flats in Newport, which are not up to the high standard that we want these ones to be up to, are actually attracting a lot of demand. And we, we've we put the rent up substantially. The last one was at 600 and has been really going crazy. So actually, I think this should actually be more like 600 per flat because I know that these ones are really going to be, are really going to be the bee's knees. So let me just... Yeah, so that would be 28800 in annual rent. But even based on that lower rent, it's a yield of, of 9%. But I think we're going to outdo ourselves. But I'll, I'll come back and let you know afterwards. So the gross development value, based on we had a valuation August 2020, and we think that, or the forecast valuation but after the works is £400,000. So that will give us £100,000 of equity if that transpires. But with us, we're really keen to make sure that everything works, even without massive equity growth, because where we're based, Newport hasn't seen massive equity growth. I think most of the projects that we're doing, we're forcing that, that capital appreciation, but we don't need it for these projects to really work. Um, but it's a nice bonus for the cherry on the cake to get some money out. So that's one of the things that we'll be doing this week, uh, this year is when we complete this product, project rather, 
we will go for refinancing again because, as I explained to you, it took us over a year to refinance the first time. And so the terms of that financing were not super attractive. And we know that once um, the project's up to residential and it's had a higher valuation, that we'll be able to refinance on much more favorable terms because we now own more than one commercial property and we've got experience. And that, uh, so we will be looking to do that. And I'll report back on that again as well when I do the next annual update, if not before. And next question people always ask me, how did we find it? We found it on Zoopla. This was Nikki. I, I wasn't so keen on it, but Nikki found this project on Zoopla. Kudos to you, Nikki. And if you're interested in multi-unit developments, this is a multi-unit development, but I also like buying the multi-units where they're already converted. And episode 52 was about that, where you're buying your, or was it episode 51? <laughs> I think it's episode 51 that was about the 12 unit block. And this is episode 52. So how can you do this? Conversion opportunities are everywhere. And at the moment, post-coronavirus, commercial property is available and will continue to be available much more cheaply than it has been. And there's going to be fewer people want to buy it. Yeah, fewer people can convert. And especially... I think bed and breakfast and care homes offer particular opportunities because they're often low profit businesses and banks are conservative in their valuations. So owners are often more open to creative solutions, which means you can often buy without needing a large deposit and or a mortgage up front. And I talk more about the way that we bought a property using a creative strategy in episode 50. So check that out if you missed it. So this is the final part of our businesses in 2020. There are a few other smaller properties, but we've covered the bulk of it here. We've covered the biggies. We've covered the exciting ones. So what I want to talk about in the next episode is my personal experiences in 2020. And my goals, well, I'll talk about my, my personal experiences in 2020. I'll be talking fat I'll be talking loneliness. I'll be talking mind games, minimalism, and happiness. So that will be a really good episode. I wasn't sure whether to put this one out there, but the next episode is going to be, it's going to be episode 53. So don't miss that one. We took the first step into Rent to Rent that led to so many opportunities for us. So that here we are, less than five years later, We've got our owned portfolio too, which is helping us build assets going forward. We're setting up a SaaS pension and so we can continue to invest in the most tax efficient way and to grow our wealth. It's crazy how fast these things happen. Five years ago, I didn't even know what an HMO was. It's just, um, that's just the way it happens. So if you're ready, if you're thinking about getting started in Kickstarter, maybe you're where I was, where you feel a bit anxious, trepidatious, you've got a bit of self-doubt, join us in Kickstarter and get your year off to a flying start. Make 2021 the year you do it. It's at renttorentsuccess.com slash last chance. Renttorentsuccess.com slash last chance. And it's your last chance to join us before our prices go up at midnight on the 21st of January, 2021. It'll be one of the best decisions you make this year. If you've been hesitant in the past and now you're ready to join us, do it this year. 
everyone I speak to on Rockstar says they wish they'd known sooner. No one says they wish they had waited, hesitated, provocated. So that's it. Join me to talk personal stuff in the next episode for now. Until next week, have a great rest of the week. And remember, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like the links for anything mentioned in today's episode, or if voice is not enough and you want to see us on video too, you can find all the show notes and lots more at renttorentsuccess.com. That's rent number two, rentsuccess.com. If you've enjoyed today's episode, we'd super appreciate it if you would take a few minutes to review it in your podcast app. Remember, we'll be donating to our B1G1 charities too for each review you give. Until then, believe bigger, be bolder, be a game changer.